Welcome to Jordan and Drew, the sports crew, the EWC boys basketball season recap for the 2021 to 2022 basketball season. It's come and gone already. Time is flying and myself, Drew Skyberg and Robert Schimmick, we are going to be talking all about this season. This past season, we'll be talking and we'll go bottom to top. We'll do the tiers. We'll do everything we usually do for our season recaps. But yeah, Robert Schimmick is with me today. And Robert, how are you doing today? Doing good. Uh, probably what last basketball episode of the year. So let's make it a good one. Exactly. Yeah, that's what we're thinking here, because that's how it is. You know, it's it's come and gone. It's been fast, and uh, like like we are, we have mentioned uh, EWC Sports. You know, they'll still be covered. Sounds like Jordan Lorenz. He'll be back. You know, doing his you know ten minutes or so his his weekly recaps here on the Tuesdays. So that'll be good to see. Good for him to return there and. Yeah, let's talk about the Eastern Wisconsin Conference in basketball here for this past season. We'll go bottom to top. We'll do how we usually roll for these. And, yeah, with, without further ado, let's get started here. Uh, the bottom, New, the New Holstein Huskies here, 1-13 in, in conference, 2-23 overall. It was an interesting season here for the New Holstein Huskies. I know expectations were you know, maybe higher than only finishing with two wins. And that's that, that made it a little bit of a frustrating season here. Uh, you know, Phil Casper was one of those guys. He actually led the team in scoring. But, yeah, it was Henry Schnell. That was the story there. A senior, and he averaged 12 a game. Uh, one of the best shooter, one of the better shooters in the conference as well. And also Jaden Brown. We, we kind of saw his coming out party, I'd say, this year. It was was one of the other stories from the squad. Him averaging 12 and four a game. Also averaged three assists, leading their team in assists. But, yeah, I mean, the season ended uh, with, with a regional loss on a Tuesday, but it was only a nine-point game against Southern Door there. But, yeah, like I said, only two wins for this Husky squad. You know, certainly not what we expected, you know. But, Robert, I'll hand it over to you. What did you think from this New Holstein Huskies team this, this past season? Yeah, you know, I, I know you touched on it. Um, I think we had them a little higher, but it was kind of a tricky year. I mean, Jaden Brown was out uh, several games. Phil Casper was out of several games. And I think a lot of times they just had, you know, some lineups that they just were a little different. And, like, I don't know, just just it's a combination of a lot of guys just playing together that never played together before. And Henry Schnell, yeah, he's their best player. Um, you know, he took a lot of – he took all – the most attempts on their team – and yeah, he, he tried to do everything he basically could. I don't know. At, at times I watched him once and they didn't have Brown or Casper, I believe playing for him when he only had, I mean, that's, that's just a very hard thing to ask uh, Henry Schnell to lead that crew. But yeah, I think new Holstein for the most part battling uh, in, you know, uh, the games they should have. And yeah, like they ended the year strong. They, I mean, they almost knocked off at Southern door. They almost knocked off Southern door at Southern door. So I mean, I don't know. Like we we, we said before, we, we kind of knew this year would be down, but I think it was still an okay year for the Huskies, and they bring back Phil Casper next year. So hopefully he can build on what he did this year. Yeah, that's probably the lead story there for New Holstein, but let's talk then the second last team here, the Sheboygan Falls Falcons. Wow, you know, this is something past years it's been like this. 2-12 and 12 in conference, 4-21 and 21 overall. And yeah, this Sheboygan Falls squad, it was, it had an interesting year here, you know, with only those four wins, but 
uh, I think their story, you know, inexperience was really what, what I saw out of this squad. You know, Brady Schneider, Dane Nikolai, their top two scorers, they're both averaging seven a game. You know, they'll be coming back. So, I mean, that's a story, you know, for Sheboygan Falls and also just, you know, the schedule, like we mentioned, you know, being in the EWC, they're usually the bigger, if not one of the biggest schools in this conference too. So there's always that expectation with that. I know that enrollment doesn't mean everything, but they always, you know, tend to are able to get a good group of kids, you know, with, with all the enrollment, but yeah, it was just, it seemed to be a tough, you know, tough stretch of games too. I mean, they, they had a losing streak that lasted from November 23rd or November 27th, my bad, all the way to February 10th or so that was, that's a long streak of losing there. And, you know, hopefully, hope just hopefully we're hoping for, you know, next year, these guys, like I said, they're coming back more experience. And I, I think that will certainly, you know, reflect on a lot better record, you know, at, at least five more games they'll be winning uh, from this past year to next year, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah. Whenever time you lose 17 in a row, that's not, it's not great, but they did finish year strong. I thought, um, you know, they had three out of the last six wins they won. And, you know, their, their first regional game, they played Keel, and it was, it was a game all first half. Like, it, I think it was 26-31 going into the break, and they led several times in that first half. So they, they really played good there. But, yeah, like you said, Schneider's, Schneider's a nice player. He'll be his senior year. He'll probably be a first-team all-conference player. I really like him. Dane Nikolai knows the game well, can shoot it a little bit. Yeah, so I, I definitely think, like, next year – I'll be curious to see what kind of like defense they play again. Cause I know they like experimented with a lot of different defenses this year in a two, three and man, but they'll be back. In the, like you said, they will be a better team. Um, yeah. I'm thinking they'll be, they'll still, they still won't be competing at the top of the conference, but I do think they'll be able to rack up um, several wins in conference against the bottom teams. Yeah. I think that's a fair place to put them. And with that, let's talk about the next team here. Two Rivers Raiders. I know this was a team we were actually lower on. They kind of exceeded expectations with their six and seventeen record overall, and with that, they were three and eleven in conference. And yeah, this team was looking to start the year. They they started very rough. Uh, they had you know, it, it was a tough go around for them. But we saw them go on a nice little win streak midway through the year. I, I mean, from December twenty first to January eleventh, there they won they won five games in a row. It helped having some non con in there, but. That that was really big, I think, for this for this squad, and they were able to get a new Holstein win there at the end of the year as well. But yeah, Two Rivers. Um, the story with them, I mean, from last year to this past year, they they graduated almost all their starters, right? And having to replenish that is always a tough, you know. And and this is as we call it a transition year. I think is kind of the way to sum this one up. Uh, Brady Richards returning for his senior season next year. That's that's a story for the Raiders. I think that's going to be big for them with him averaging 11 a game. So again, I think they're in the same spot falls will be in, in, in experience this year, more of that transition year where we'll see them. They're, they're going to win more games than they did this past year. I, I think that's a given, but it's a matter of how many, right? I mean, we could still see them end up maybe even around where they are, maybe in the middle of the pack. You know, that's just how it is. This conference is competitive. This conference is young. So Robert, you agree? What do you think? Yeah. Um, yeah, you pretty much hit it straight on. Like, I mean, yeah, we knew it was going to be a struggle. I'd say, yeah, they, they 
they exceeded uh, expectations um, just in the fact that they beat New Holstein and Sheboygan Falls three times. I still think, you know, New Holstein has everybody and they play them, you know, like 10 times. I still think New Holstein might be a little, I don't know with everybody, but it's very close. They, they, New Holstein beat them or lost to them by one at the end of the year. But, but yeah, it, it, they definitely will get better next year and they'll be in that falls tier. I, I definitely think like the bottom four teams will improve and like that bottom tiers we kind of call it will be better next year as for just like competing with like, you know, the, the top teams closer, but yeah, I mean, you, you pretty much hit it on the head, all what you said. Um, Richard's a nice player. They'll have him back. And yeah, I definitely think, you know, I definitely think they'll get more wins next year, seven, eight, nine, maybe 10 in there. Uh, they usually pick up a lot of non-con wins. So I think the majority of their wins will still come from those. Yeah, I, I think so too. I think, yeah, I think most of these teams, you know, in the bottom four here are going to get better. And I, I think especially Falls, Two Rivers, and this next team we're going to talk about here, the Chilton Tigers. Uh, six and eight, they were in conference, and then they finished 13 and 12 overall, over 500 record there for the Tigers. Another season ended after they lost to Utsburg by 15. But yeah, Coach Corey Banky, his squad, you know, coming back, the big story, you know, Max Mueller uh, averaging 14 a game. He got some nice conference recognition, which we talked about as well. But He'll be coming back. I think that's the big story here. Losing Brackheimer, that hurts a little bit. But, you know, I, I think having having Mueller back, I think that's going to be, you know, a big a big addition to the squad, you know, having him for one more season as well. And then uh, Warren Wilcox as well, the other guy, right? I mean, he's coming back for his senior year as well. Uh, I think the, both those guys on this squad is going to be, that's going to be a nice duo for the Tigers and, I don't know maybe where they end up because it gets tough because I think, you know, arguably those top squads too, they're going to be, they're going to be just fine. But I don't know what you think, Robert. What do you think about the Tigers? Joe had a pretty decent year, 13 and 12. They won more games than they lost. And a lot of times in conference, I mean, you know, they weren't in a position to win like a ton of the top games against the top teams, but like, they definitely competed in a lot of games where they either maybe were like not expected to, or like they just showed, you know, they just showed they're just a tough, just, you know, gritty, like um, scrappy team and they could shoot the ball pretty well. And so when you do that, it's just, you have a chance to just kind of, you know, pick a team off or like, you know, play a team closer than you should. Yeah. Like you said, um, Miller will be back. He's a really good player. Finished the year really strong, having like 20 points in his last seven games. And, yeah, I mean, they lose Alex Breckheimer in the middle, who who blocks shots and, you know, can just defend inside and rebound. But, yeah, they'll they'll, kind of have to find a big man. Uh, They can't really replace Breckheimer, but I think that might be literally their only kind of piece they're missing, as we remember. You know, they had Breckel, Capril, um, Hallbach, Breckheimer. So they've used to have, they're used to kind of having a lot of size and a big guy inside. So I think, yeah, you'll see, uh, let's just see a really guard oriented uh, Chilton Tigers team next year. And I think their defense, they'll still have to kind of rely on that, but they will, I think be fine scoring ball next year. For sure. And with that, let's talk about these upper four squads, you know, in the EWC, start with the Valors Vikings, nine and five in conference, 13 and 13 overall. 
for Coach Schwer's squad, and it's looking good for next year is all I'll say, but we'll, we'll, we'll talk about this past year at first. Uh, Cole Hovey, you know, the Cole Hovey show, we saw him make a nice leap from his sophomore to junior year, averaging 15 and 9. Uh, he's a great player, you know, first team unanimous next year uh, for sure. And uh, Jackson Olsen, you know, he had 14 and 8 this past year as well, a solid, you know, second teamer this past year, and he's going to be a guy also to build around next year. Uh, this past year, though, Mason Myers, you know, that's a guy who doesn't get a lot of love, but again, you know, honorable mention, rightfully so, gets that recognition. Brady Bodart, uh, this team was just solid, you know, one of the better shooting teams in the conference, if not the, one of the best, but uh, that, that's kind of this team, you know, they live and die by the three, and that's just who some of these players are on the squad, but uh, some some games they'll, they'll win like that, like we saw them, you know, upset the number two seed, even though I didn't really think it was an upset there, St. Mary's, but they they still you know put together a nice resume of some wins you know that brilliant win of course is a favorite by many winning beating them at Valders and just overall you know competing in those games lost the keel twice both close games I you know Roncalli um, the, the second time around was was closer you know at Valders but it, like this this squad you know coming back next year I think they're going to be dangerous I think you know. We could see them make a nice little run to some sectionals, and if they if they get a sectional, um, like that they had this past few years, I know with Sheboygan Lutheran was in this D four one, but you know sectional final run could certainly be in the realm of possibilities, and who knows, right? Anything can happen. State could be there as well. I mean they they have they have the talent, you know, a guy like Hovey, talented player, and Robert, what do you think about the Vikings here? Yeah, you know, you bring up a lot of things and. Yeah, I just think simply you put it as, um, you know, you got 2,000-point scorers coming into next season um, who will probably go over the 1,000-point mark. Anytime you can do that, that'll just be – that's just a recipe for success. And then, like you said, shooting the ball. I mean, I, I see like a Jake Young kind of going into that Brady Bodart role. And then you got Trey Schneider who kind of fits – not the Mason Myers role, but kind of another Brady Bodart role too. I and mean, when you can have two shooters on the court uh, there – that aren't your two best players that's really hard to defend and then yeah other players just just uh Siraki is a really good young player um he'll probably be in the mix next year too for them so yeah you lose Myers you lose Bodarts but I, I still think yeah they, they do get better next season and yeah like you said in D4 now it's a little different than D3 um there's a lot more room for opportunity probably going going postseason time so, yeah, I, I definitely think they are in the top three next year and will compete basically against every team in the conference, and I, they probably will make a run deep in the playoffs, like you said. I, yeah, I totally agree with that. Like you mentioned, I think Jake Young's going to fit nice in that role. I mean, he was solid off the bench this past year. Trey Schneider's another one. You know, being a junior next year, he, he I mean, he was a great addition to this squad this past year, and I think, you know, the, maybe – what leap can we see from him from a sophomore to junior year? That might be big for this this Valor squad. You know what you're going to get out of Hovey. You know what you're going to get out of Olsen. I mean, if Trey Schneider can make a nice leap, I think that's going to be a lethal threat, you know, for this squad for sure. But, yeah, let's talk then about the Kiel Raiders here. 10-4 and four in conference, 17-9 and nine overall. This was a great year here for the Kiel, for the Kiel Raiders, and it ended – with that one point loss, that that one to Kiwani, that was a winner. Winner got to play B Town, really in there. But uh, it, of course, you know the year was highlighted. The Pierce Arns show 
averaging 19 a game for them, and also 5.4 assists, first-team unanimous player there. I think the emergence, you know, of Grant Munns, what we saw from, you know, him being a sophomore, from freshman to sophomore, I, I know last year we saw his older brother play, and now we get another Munns here, and this one averaged 15 boards a game. Grant Munns was, you know, a threat, a force to be reckoned with on the glass, up in the state leaderboards for rebounds per game. So, and he averaged, yeah, like I said, double double with 12 and 15. So he's that dynamic duel right there is the story. Only graduating at lone senior there, Mitchell injuries with that, the, with this squad. I think they're, this squad's looking very nice for next year, but uh, Mitchell injuries, like I said, that lone senior on this squad. And he, he played, he had a great year for the, for the Raiders, you know, being that leader for this team, but they were able to, you know, put, put together some nice games during the year as well. I know there's that 32 point or 30 point hiccup against Brilliant in the middle of the year, but they were able to still, you know, hang in there with games, lost around golly on that buzzer beater, only lost the Academy of science by six at Keel. So they, they put together some, like I said, some nice games throughout the year. And certainly they're looking good at returning a lot of players for next year. Aiden Murphy was one who comes to the mind. He had some, he had hit some big shots in that Ron Colley game as well. And, you know, having a guy like that back, Cade Velker, another one, uh, Brain April. I know, like, they, there are a lot of good young players here on this Keel Raiders squad, and they're going to be forced to be reckoned with in the years to come. Yeah, I agree. I think Keel, you know, especially the last two years, this lived and died by the three ball. I mean, when you have Coleman, when you have Lopisto, when you have Arns, when you have injuries, when you have just guys who can shoot the ball, that's definitely that was definitely their strength. And it was just, you know, try to try to outbeat the other team. And it's just like I think times in games, you know, when you see those like kind of not surprise losses, but like, you know, like your thirty point loss to Brilliant or your your loss to Kiwani in the in the uh, playoffs, it's just like that's that's the reason I think sometimes you can just get caught up on a on a bad shooting night and then just not do so well. And then you can just run other teams out of the gym. Like they almost like they had Ron Colley, they had Ron Colley beat uh, that one game. And then they just, it just kind of, the wheels just kind of fell off there and Ron Colley went on a run, but it's just like, they're, they're a dangerous team when they're hitting their shots. And I think, yeah, obviously what kind of worries me is they won't have a senior next year. That, that, that does worry me a little bit but you will still have a bunch of experience on varsity. I, I mean, Arns will have two years under his belt starting. Munns will have a year under his belt. Heckman, Bruner, April. And I think Braden April is really my player to, like, look out for for next year. Obviously, will not, like, you know, bite into Pierce's Arn, Pierce Arns's like, role at all. But I think, like, if there's a player that I, like, am excited to see his, like, transformation from this year to next year, it's Braden April just because he, I believe, like, led the – Jake Young might have been first. I think he was second in the conference in three-point shooting at 47%. Just a really, really strong player and just just all around, just have good feel for the game and can shoot well. He's he's one of my favorite players on this Keel team returning. And, yeah, like you said, they have a lot of other guys. I mean, Grant Mon's one of the best rebounders in the conference. And, yeah, I, I – like there's really not much to like be not happy about if you're a Keel fan for next year. Cause I, I still think there is going to increase and build upon what they did this year. And, you know, I definitely think there'll be a sectional team next year. 
I definitely think, yeah, they'll be in the sectionals, probably that sectional semifinal, maybe sectional final. We'll see. But yeah, um, that's, that's just kind of where I see them. I do see them. Yeah. Second or third kind of with Valders there little, little maybe leg up on Valders just cause they have, you know, only one guy leaving, but yeah, I just think it's, it'll be a good year in Kiel next year. Yeah. And we'll talk about next year's conference tiers as well, but you know, I, I think, they're in the second best situation in Kiel with returning players. I think the first, you know, the best situation here, the Brilliant Lions. Talk about who they're returning here. The second, they took second here in the conference, 12 and 2 in conference, 26 and 3 overall. Their their run ended at the Cole Center when if you if you make it to Madison, you know, that's a successful year no matter what, right? And Brilliant Lions, they did just that. Uh, with Jeremy Lawrence as a junior, and he led the way in scoring, of course, 20 and 12, and then three assists to go along with that. Um, Grady Geiger, another one, a sophomore, 11 points a game with five boards, and then Kane Holly, a junior, 11 points a game. And yeah, Brilliant's returning a lot of talent. And when I say a lot of talent, I mean almost everyone, right? I mean, Mason Banky losing him hurts, Mitchell Kotarabic, Caleb Grimm, those guys. Will be, you know, graduating. They'll be gone, but everyone they bring back, though, Robert, you know, it is you know, Parker Brown, Caden Holly, you know, those guys, and then of course Lorenz, and then Geiger. This is going to be a lethal squad next year, and then also, you know, just touching on just how this year went as well. You know, they they had that win streak. It was like, when are they going to get that first loss? When are they going to do it? And Valders decided to be the one to take the first loss. That was. One of the biggest, you know, bigger wins that Valder's, you know, recent memory there, beating, stunning them at Valder's. Talk about a tough place to play, just always is. And yeah, then they lost to Roncalli by 14. No harm, or, you know, no shame there. Roncalli winning state. And then that West Salem squad, which we mentioned overall, you know, incredible squad. But talk about that brilliant freedom game. Might have been one of the best games you'll ever see there at an intersectional final. That was some impressive stuff. And, yeah, I'm looking forward to this brilliant team next year. I think they, they set the bar high with making it to state this year. So you know, hopefully we can see them repeat there and make a run, make a nice run. Yeah, I, I agree with pretty much everything you said. I said, yeah, if you just look like an overview, so that you lost three games this year. One was to a state champion. One was to West Salem, who was a state runner-up. And the other one was to Valders, who – you know, it was just a tough team down the stretch. And then you beat a state champion, you beat Freedom, you beat Denmark, who, I mean, Denmark beat Ron Colley by, I think, like 14 points at the Jet Hanger. So, I mean, really, like, you beat Kiel twice. You, you had that long win streak. So, it's just, it obviously, at first glance, is a really successful year for the Brilliant Lions. And, like, yeah, like you said, they bring back, um, you know, just most of their – most four of their starters, most of their talent comes back. And I just think, yeah, it, it's just going to be really fun to see how these players even um, even progress even more. Because I think just, just a player like Jeremy Lorenz, I mean, he, he's done what he's already done in his three out of four years in high school. But I still think Jeremy has, like, so much improvement to, like, get to another level yet. And then he has another whole other level where you can improve, like – I just think the improvements we saw with him with like ball handling and just shooting, like at the end of the year, he was knocking down the mid range shots and like, 
a lot of times he'd be bringing the ball up the floor and you you just just more confident. And it's just like, yeah, he's never going to be your point guard. He's never going to be your guy who's handling the ball all the time. But it's just like just so he can kind of handle the ball, um, you know, in the half court and just kind of make and create plays like in. And you just saw like, yeah, and I mean, I'm, I'm really excited for next year. I think, you know, a lot of people in Brilliant kind of knew like these years were coming. And I think next year. I really don't see anyone in their way, like in the regular season. Like I'm not, I don't know. I definitely think like a perfect season around there, like one loss season, it's kind of, that's kind of probably what it's going to be. One loss, maybe I'll put them at right now, but yeah, it, it, I don't know who they all play at next year, but it, it's look, it's looking pretty good for them. Yeah, it certainly is. Uh, talk about Jeremy Lorenz midway through the year. We saw him. I, I thought at least, more like you mentioned mid range, but even the fadeaway, I, I think that was oh, you know, yeah. something he added to his game. That it's like, how how do you defend that, right? At being at six 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 seven, I, I think absolute, you know, you know, it was dominant, right? And that's what we saw from him, and that's what we've seen these past you know few years. And who knows what potential, you know, what we're gonna see that transformation, like you mentioned, from junior to senior year. Who knows? I, I think the you know the sky is is the limit there, and wow. Um, Phenomenal player there, and Ron Colley we'll talk about now. They won the conference there, thirteen and one. That Valor's loss kind of helped Ron Colley there win that conference, and twenty six and three overall. Very successful season for the Ron Colley Jets. Like this, this is what you wanted, and they got that for sure. With Joe Garceau's squad, AP Coach of the Year in Wisconsin. Congrats to him for that. You know that amazing accolade and that amazing team. That he had there too. Luke Pouts led the way there. 26, 12, and four. You know, video game numbers for Luke Pouts. And he even put together video game numbers in the playoffs too. Uh, this was just, you know, incredible Ron Cali Jets, Jets team. You know, it, it was different from what we've seen in years past, right? I mean, you, they, they usually they have very balanced, right? And, you know, Luke Pouts just, you know, shocked everyone there with 26 a game. And, you know, we, we've seen the Chombi Lambert days and, you know, now now we have we have Luke Pouts and it, or we had him for this year and it was dominant, right? I put together one of the you know most you know stat wise one of the greatest seasons in Eastern Wisconsin Conference history. Just looking at the stats and he he performed you know Player of the Year and you can go on and on talking about Pouts, but we got to talk about the other guys too. You know Ryan Fisher, Reese Stangle. Uh, those guys, Braden Yonda, right? I mean, talk about Yonda's defensive performance on Parker Prawl. We've mentioned that. And, like, this team was built for a long run. They just had all of it. You know, Joe Witzak as well, I'll throw in there. They had, you know, they're just smart basketball. Uh, didn't turn the ball over much. And just, you know, they make right they make the right plays. And, you know, that, that one in basketball games, that that that's why they beat Milwaukee Academy of Science. They might have not been favored by a lot of people, but, you know, they proved a lot of people wrong, you know, talking about, Wisconsin basketball, you know, coaches association, or even WSN Wisconsin sports network. They, a lot of those people, they had, they had Ron Colley losing and, you know, you never, you never count out Joe Garceau and the Ron Colley jets. You never do it. And they showed you why with that 10 point win, but very success, successful season here for the jets. And they were, they're losing a lot of people though, is the one concern, but one guy Braden Yonda, he's coming back. That's, I think the biggest story, you know, and I will mention this past year, he's going to be great. For this squad, you know, they're bringing back like Brett Simmer, who's got some minutes as well. But uh, Robert, floor is yours. Talk about the Ron Cali Jets. 
when this Roncalli Jets team is like, like clicking on all cylinders and just moving and running their offense like the way, you know, they've had their same kind of offense for as long as I can remember. But when they were kind of doing like their, their Joe Garceau touches, when they're, you know, dribbling to that, to that you know, 15-foot line, when they're getting those slips and they're, they're doing everything they're doing, like, and they're really clicking, like, they can literally be like pretty much everyone, I think, you know, in D3, D4, D5, like, obviously not some of the biggest, but like, they're one of the scarier teams in the state from a small schooler standpoint. It's just like, they kind of went on their little skid, like, when they played Brilliant, when they played Plymouth, uh, you know, when they played Denmark in Keel, like, there was like, maybe like a eight to 10 game skid in kind of the middle of the year where they started off just blazing hot. Like I watched them play university school. They had 60 points in the first half. Like I was just like, this team is going to win like the state championship. I literally thought right there around Christmas time. And then they kind of went off on a little skid and then they just got right back to it, right on track, heating up for the postseason. I mean, one just thing that just stuck out about all their players is just like, yeah, Luke Peltz plays this way, but they all kind of just played like that strong, like, we don't give a crap what you think. Like, we don't care who scores. Like, I watched their segment on the news last night, and it's like, yeah, they really just brought that into every game. It's just like Reese Stangle, um, Joe Witzek, Braden Yonda. It's just like all really, really, really strong. And then Ryan Fisher is one of the better shooters in the conference. Like, I, I mean, he's just like, when he shoots the ball, I just think it's going at every time. And and then you just got Luke Pouts, who is probably the best, like, leader of, like, a team I've seen in the OBC. Like, it, just his leadership is, I would say, his best quality, just because for him it's so hard to pick a quality because he does everything so well. And he's so balanced. This can be either way. But it's just like, yeah, I, I totally agree with everything you said. Um, I mean, Luke Pouts, I, we might – not sure what else we're all talking about after this, but he's – He's up there, really, really high in my probably all-time ranking uh, of EWC players, which I might update after the season. Yeah, and with that, we'll talk the all-time EWC stuff in another episode. That'll be that'll be more of a roundtable thing. We're not sure when we're going to air that yet, but that'll be a lot of fun as well to really, you know, maybe we unveil your rankings in that episode, something like that. I think that'd be a lot of fun. But uh, with that, we already talked conference teams. We talked... WBCA all state teams already, but we'll kind of talk about next year, right? We'll talk about next year's tier list, how we'll kind of make it next year's all conference, some of our picks, right. To wrap this thing up here. But oh uh, yeah, with that, um, I, I think it, I'll start here, Robert with, and I'm going to start, I'm going to go top to bottom because I feel like that might be easier this year, just with, you know, how the conference is going to shape out. I think you can go brilliant keel Valders as top three, but you never count out the Ron Cali Jets, like I said. So I think you still have to put them somewhere. I'm not sure where, Robert, but with that, I'll let you take over in the tier list. Yeah. Um, I mean, if I just say to rank the team straight up and down, I, I'd probably just go brilliant. I, I honestly think Keel and Valors are very capable of splitting. I think Keel's just a slight edge over him right now just because they didn't lose, you know, maybe as important to, or as much exactly. players skill. So I'll put them second. Valder's right behind. And if we're going tiers, I just might make Brilliant one tier, and then it's Keel That's Valders. what I'm saying, yeah. We'll do, we'll do like that. Then I, Ron Colley, 
I know they their JV wasn't like that impressive. I, I I think someone said they have a good freshman coming up, and they'll randomly get another player who just either gets really just confined to that offense or will just shine, just have a breakout year next year. So they're, they're fourth for me. I definitely think they'll knock off one of the top three teams once, though, at the Jet Hanger. Then I got probably Chilton. Probably will go two rivers, Sheboygan Falls, New Holstein. Right. So and pretty much pretty much how it ended up this year, Ronkai will just go from one to four. For sure. And like like we kind of put the tier thing. I think those bottom four, right? If we group them like that, they're gonna be they're gonna be better, right? They're gonna get more wins. So I think at the end of the day, I think their non conference record's gonna be better. I think they're gonna win more conference games. The conference overall, I think it's just overall getting better. Right. As from this year to next year, I think, you know, it's going to get more balanced. I think we're going to see, you know, more competition because I know what, what we saw this year was a common theme was when top four teams played bottom four teams. They were they were double digit. their blowouts. I, I'm not going to say, you know, they won't be blowouts next year, but I think we're going to certainly see some closer games. Maybe one of those, you know, squads like a Chilton or two rivers. Maybe they knock off one of those top four teams in the conference. I think it'll be I think it'll be more of a gauntlet than it was this year, which is saying a lot. But uh, we'll have to wait and see with that, Robert. But uh, we'll talk here, you know, next year's kind of conference squad, maybe a little prediction here before we go. So I mean, without further ado, it gets pretty easy for the first team uh, in terms of, you know, the four guy, you know, it's Jeremy Lorenz, Pierce Arns, Cole Hovey, Grant Munns. You know, I think for sure, I think Lorenz, Lorenz, Arns, and Hovey get on the first team again. Grant Munns should be, but you never know because – Jackson Olsen being a senior next year, he could hop on. Caden Holly, Grady Geiger, Parker Brown, those three are due to get on a spot. Lupout's leaving opens up that spot, but for maybe one of those guys. But what do you think, Robert? I mean, it would be t- right now. It's tough, and I, I know we're trying to do this ahead of time, but it'd be tough to make a first team. Yeah, I definitely, obviously, think so. Jeremy Lorenz, Pierre Sarns, Cole Holby, those are your first team unanimous. Then I think you put Grady Geiger on that list too. I think he is close to a unanimous. I think he's definitely your fourth best player next year in the conference. But And then the fifth spot gets really tricky. I know Grant Munns was on it this year, so maybe like that last statement might have raised some eyebrows, but I think Grady Geiger is just a better player overall. I think it's either Munns or another brilliant player. Like I, I definitely could very realistically see uh, Brown and Holly both being – but. But I don't know. I just That's, think, you know, if Brilliant, uh, if, if Brilliant goes unanimous through the conf or Brilliant goes undefeated through the conference and just. Can you do three, everybody. though? Can you, can you do three first teamers? I, I, I definitely think you can just because, if, like. Okay, that's Ron what Colley I'm saying. Ron had three the year they were undefeated. And I, I, de- I think Brilliant could be a better team than Ron was that year. It's close. It's. I mean, that Ron team was very good, but this Brilliant team will be very good. I, I just think. I don't know. It, it'll be diff, It'll be very difficult. I definitely think those are your top four, though. And then it'll be Brown, Olsen. Okay, Brown, Holly, Munz, and Olsen, I think. Maybe in that order. I don't know. Munz, Brown, Holly, Olsen. Yeah. It, it gets four, tough. Because those four are in contention for the fifth spot. And then yeah, I, I mean, second team gets tough too because, well, and like you mentioned, right? I mean, go back to the first team. Or like, like, I agree totally. The three locks, right? We we both agree with that. 
But, you know, it gets tough. Grant Munns has – he got it to the first team this year. I mean, him and Grady Geiger being the same grade, it's just – right? Grady Geiger, look what he did this year. No, I, I agree with you. I, I think Grady Geiger would be for a first-teamer over guys like Holly and Brown, I think. But those guys, again, any other year, you know, they, they would certainly be in contention for that first-team spot. It's just, it's just a tough year, you know, and they, they might end up being second-teamers again, but – you know, Braden Yonda, where does he end up? Being a junior, as an honorable mention, he easily could have been maybe even a second teamer this year. Who knows, right? And I, I don't know where he ends up, Robert. I, I think second team might be his destination, which is just tough considering how good this conference has been. And the, the, what makes this tough is there's only two seniors on the first two teams. So that, yeah. that's kind of what makes this difficult to maybe predict or forecast. But we're, we're kind of in the right ballpark, right? I, I think at the end of the day. Yeah, and I think, like, you know, there's a lot of, like, Braden Yonda, I think, is a definitely a top 10. Like, he's definitely a second-team all-conference player. I think when you come down to it, it's three out of those four guys I named will be second-team. And then you get um, – then, you, then you'll then you get uh, Yonda, who we were just talking about. And then I think it's uh, – see, because that's, cause that's here, – here's where it's the issue, and I definitely see it this way. But you said, like, those bottom four teams will get better. I, I think between those bottom four teams, though, there's st- – like, I think Miller is your is your other guy on second team because I really can't imagine him going down. So you might only have one guy on, like, those bottom four teams on a top – you know, the top two teams kind of like this year. Yep. So I, I, I just think it'll end up like that way again just because, really, besides Luke House – and yeah, like you said, Reese Stangle, there was no other seniors that were really of note to like get all conference recognition. And then, yeah, but definitely those four, I think, are not locks, but like barring, you know, an injury or just a player just maybe not having a good year. I definitely think those four players are locks. And then, yeah, you go from there. So to sum this up, brilliant having the lineup they're having next year causes a lot of problems for all conference, right? I mean, that's 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 what I'm saying. And with that, uh, I mean, Robert, do you have anything else you want to talk about? Because you know, we went through a lot here. Yeah, no, I mean, I just think like, yeah, like you said, next year, next year is just, I think you just take out, I mean, the conference this year overall, I think, you know, a lot of people might've looked at, oh, it's maybe a little weaker, but obviously like you had a state championship, you had a state qualifier, you had, you know, Keel who almost beat Science, Keel almost beat Roncalli, Valders beat Brilliant, Chilton and in the fifth fifth place had a winning record. Like conference was was pretty solid this year. And I just think next year it's obviously when you have that group at Roncalli leave, I it, like yeah, you might not have like those top two teams, like a brilliant Roncalli rivalry matchup again. But yeah, I just think your overall talent in the conference would be better. And, and I'll just say this, like, I, I mean, the, the conference has never seen really a player like Jeremy Lorenz is like, you know, as like rankings as high or a division one player, you know, bottom line. So I just think it, it'll be one of those things. It's like, okay, yeah, you, he'll just kind of put the conference on the map even more, just as more colleges kind of see him or he gets more buzz around the state as he, Milan Monsilovich will will probably win player Mr. Basketball next year, but I think Jeremy Lorenz is, you know, behind him, either right behind him or another spot behind him. He's he's very close to being 
you know, two, three top seniors in the state right now for next yeah, year. Yeah, and the rankings don't lie, and even – you know, the eye test doesn't lie. Stats don't lie with that. Um, Jeremy's been impressive, and he, he's going to keep it up. So, yeah, I mean, with that, we hit it all, right? We talked about it, and next year the conference is going to look great yet again, I think. I think it was, like you mentioned, it, it was very underrated this year, considering we had two teams make it to state, like you said. It's a state champion. You know, overall, a solid conference. And I, I think, you know, it's going to be – it's going to hopefully, you know, with with – the looks that Jeremy Lawrence is going to look, it's going to put this conference even more on the map than it's been. And it's, it's known as a basketball conference for sure. And hopefully we can keep that tradition continuing here. And, and yeah, with that, thank you all for listening to yet another episode of Jordan and drew the sports crew, the perfect podcast for you.